Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, here with my bestie, Nikki, still in quarantine. Nikki, how are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I think it's been a whole 24, hour, 24 hours since we saw each other. I maybe. know. We had a night off and it was sad. I know. I didn't know what to do with myself. Not at all. I, I had around. Zoom calls with other people <laughs> to fill the void. You cheated You cheated on me? I did. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Well, tonight we're joined by Noah Olson. Noah, how are you? I am very well. I'm glad to be joining you guys, although I do feel a little bit um, like an outsider. You guys have such a strong bond. I hope that I can weasel my way into this, make it a trifecta. We have an awkward bond. I'm not sure it's strong. It's awkward. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Maybe I don't want in on this. I don't know. We'll see by the end of it. No, no, you're right, though. The awkwardness is unbreakable. True. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. We've been, uh, you know, capitalizing on the fact that everyone's home and it's just been cool to like catch up with people and see what's been going on uh, with life with I know we're all quarantined with, you know, whatever you got going on. So like, yeah, holding up. For sure. I'm doing okay. I have already warned you guys, but I'll uh, reemphasize because I still feel it brewing. There's a possibility that I throw up while we're doing this podcast. I literally five six minutes ago, just finished doing some pretty hard intervals, um, bike row and run. And I mixed up a little carb shake, grabbed a popsicle and planted myself out back. So I'm still recovering, but I'm doing well. I only mentioned that because that's what I've been up to. I kind of quickly pivoted and got myself set up with a home gym and I've been just training my booty off because I got nothing else to do. That sounds like a terrible workout. I kind of hope he throws up though. I know. It would be a podcast gross. first. I know. Okay. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so you've just been uh, been kind of like home in Florida and training and, and kind of getting ready for when we're back into the season? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, my friend and I were actually just talking about it. We're in week seven of quarantine, I think for most people in the United States, which is crazy. Like that's such a long time to have been home and really nowhere else. I mean, we've had little trips out here and there, but for the most part, just here at home doing our thing. Um, I feel pretty adjusted to it at the moment. I think as I've been thinking about it and saying it more, I think it's probably a a good quality that I have where I will kind of adapt myself to whatever situation I'm in and being at home and, and training. I've decided to try to make the most of it and really enjoy it. And when we go back to being in the gym, I'm going to make the most of that and enjoy that as well. So um, I feel okay. I feel like I've adjusted to the home life for now, but I am eager to be able to see some friendly, familiar faces, do a little bit of travel, get to compete in person once this is all over. Well, I love what you and Chandler have been doing uh, on Instagram. Chandler's a good friend of ours. We love Chandler. Yeah, I love that kid. Been been following, watching you guys turn out lift each other. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, we both kind of had the conversation where we didn't know what our competitions competition schedule was going to look like, and rather than kind of sit around waiting and then having to scramble and get ready for whatever they announced, we decided that we were just going to keep training and stay ready. And whenever something comes up, we'll be able to jump right into it and feel fully prepared. So he and I have been training pretty hard in our own home setups. We've been going live with each other every Monday to do workouts with the community, all body weight stuff. And then Wednesdays and Fridays, I'm doing the same thing, kind of either solo or with another friend. But like Nikki said, I think we have more time at home and there are some more captive audiences. So it's been nice to I don't want to say take advantage. I think that's the wrong phrase, but to be able to capitalize and step in and fill the gap where there are people that maybe need a little bit of guidance and ideas for what to do working out at home and want some interaction and competition. And so being able to go live and do workouts with everyone has hopefully filled a lot of those gaps for people and for myself. Wait, that's so cool. So like anyone can, can tune in and work out with you guys? Yeah. Yeah. That's how we had it set up. I mean, we're just doing IG live and, and I'll link up with whoever I'm doing it with that day. So it's, it's kind of a one-way street where everybody that's watching sees us, but I can't see them. I can just see comments and stuff. So I will go live, go over whatever the workout is for that day. Again, it's all body weight stuff and there are scale downs so that anybody can do it. And then we'll go through a warm up, 
and jump into the workout. I'll do it on camera with everybody, assuming that they're doing it at home as well. It's usually either an AMRAP or a time cap thing. We'll finish at the same time, cool down, chit chat, do a little core piece and sign out. And hopefully it's a, a good hour of people's day, get them off the couch and sweating a little bit before they have to get into whatever Zoom call they have that day. I like that you're like, hopefully they're doing it on the other side and they're not just- Yeah, I mean, like I never know. Like I said, yeah, it's a one-way street. They could just be watching in bed doing who knows what. I just awkwardly <laughs> watching. So I have a great workout you can do with Chandler if you just want to crush him in a wad, just absolutely Uh-oh. destroy him. That's hard to do these days. No, this, this would be easy. Straight up calf raises. Just do calf raises. Oh, okay. Are you making fun of his legs? <laughs> they they make fun of themselves, really. I don't need to do a lot of work there. Tiny he can probably calves. beat you up. I'd be careful. He's a, he's a strong fella. <laughs> I don't know. We had he's we good. had some pretty solid trash talk, the three of us, the last time that he was oh, on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. He, he okay. may have been the finest trash talk we've had on the podcast. We need to have him back on because it was so good. I want a second go. Yeah, he's really, he's good at like improv, um, whether it's smack talk or just being funny, he can turn it on a lot. He's like a character. He's a good actor. Yeah. So I think, I just didn't think that, I don't think he was prepared for it coming from me. I think he, I caught him by surprise and he made the mistake of like telling us some stories of how he was like awkward at dating when he was like a teenager. And I was like, yeah, I'm gonna bank that for later. (laughs) <laughs> did you get him back oh yeah totally. <laughs> oh yeah Dang, poor guy it's a good episode if you haven't heard that one go back and yeah no i have to check it out <laughs> he forwarded it to me when it came out but i haven't had a chance to listen but he's a good kid i like chandler a lot i'm excited to see what he's able to do in this sport i feel like when i kind of graduate if you will from being a, a top level individual competitor i think it'll be really cool to I don't know what my role will be. I don't think I'll be like a mentor or a coach to him or anything, but I want to be like his guy. I want to be in his corner. I want to see him do really well. He's one of my better friends. So it'll be cool to see him do his thing. Oh, what a neat like way of thinking about it. Like when you say graduate, you mean kind of like put competitive individual CrossFit behind you or. Yeah. I just mean fizzle out, you know, like I don't know. Right. I don't know that I'm going to make the decision and say, all right, I'm done with this. I've, I've almost been there before just because of nerves and pressure, but I think I'll keep doing it until the leaderboard says otherwise, you know, if I start, if I have two years in a row where I'm like 20th, 30th place, hopefully that's a few years down the road, then I'll, I'll start to reconsider things. But if I can still be gunning for the podium, then you'll be out there calling the shots for me, Ms. Brazier. I hope so. I mean, you definitely set some precedent the last season. So I feel like your uh, graduating days are long in the future still. I hope so. It's ironic because this year I was actually considering like, I just had a rough season and I was thinking, man, do I still, do I got it? You know, like, can Mm -hmm. I still hang with the big dogs? And, uh, and I think that if I had performed poorly at the games this year, I would have had a really tough time jumping back into training for this 2020 season. So thankfully I, I did relatively well. And I think that really made it an easy transition back into training and got me kind of fired up for this year. We yeah, are relatively well, I would say. Relatively. Yeah. <laughs> did okay. Did all right. You guys were both at the games last year. How was your spectator experience? I thought your performance was the highlight of the games. I mean, not Man, because you finished second, but, that. but, um, like just from a personal aspect, like, I, you know, I get a, a, just a boatload of DMS and, and people were blowing me up when you were wearing the leader's Jersey, just blowing nice. me up. And I love it. And that's you had, a couple, you had a couple of good memes while that was going on. <laughs> were you the one, I think there was like a, a little a puppy dog laying on the ground and there were a bunch of people photographing him. I don't know if that was you. I don't there know. Was another I, one. I do yeah, so many. It's, it's hard. It's hard to remember, but uh, can't keep yeah. up. But I just like, you know, looking back on it, it you know, I, it, it was an interesting moment. You know, you have so many people that are kind of in Matt's corner because they kind of like, you know, they, they're always in the kind of like the, the backing of the champ, you know, the three-time yeah, champ, four-time champ or whatever. Being and a LeBron you, fan. Yeah. And then, and then you're coming up wearing the leader's jersey. And so I'm getting messages from people worried that Matt's going to lose and messages <laughs> from people cheering you on. And what was really interesting to me about it is that there was really no hate on on either side, everybody was like, man, 
you know, we kind of want to see Matt win, but we're really excited about yeah. watching Noah come up and, and make this a really exciting competition. And that, for me, that was like, what was most fun. It was like, this wasn't a year nice. where you go into the final day and going, all right, it's just a four tone conclusion. For a second. You know? yeah. 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 You know, that's cool. And, uh, I think that, I think that I lost my train of thought. What was I just <laughs> going to say? We were just talking about how awesome you were last season. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, oh no, right. No. right. <laughs> I, I think I, I remember what I was going to say. I think that because anybody was challenging Matt, like you said, it was an exciting final and you didn't really, it wasn't guaranteed who was going to win. I think that was what people wanted this year, whether it was me or anybody else. I think they just wanted to see somebody gunning for the the title and making it kind of like a fun and exciting finish. Um I'm sure some people more than others were excited that it was me. Some people probably didn't like that it was me, but all in all, it was cool to make it exciting for everyone, including myself. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but at the same time, like I wouldn't sell yourself short there by any means because you have clearly put in so much work, uh, you know, on the competition floor and also like between your ears, like you have clearly put in so much effort to become a tougher competitor, more, you know, more headspace, more in the game, all, all yeah. of the above. And that is something that every single athlete struggles with. So I wouldn't sell yourself short there in the, cool. in the putting yourself in that second place position where you deserved to be for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's cool actually to hear that from you because this is actually a terrible analogy, probably, Uh-oh. but Joanne and I were watching, um, and what is it? it it's a, a spinoff of The Bachelor. And I think it's called something voice. It's where like singers go and get coupled up and they're getting judged based on their relationship and how well they sing. Anyway, if anybody out there watches The Bachelor, there's this guy, Chris Harrison, who's the host. And he's there like every episode he comes in and updates them and says, Hey, well, it looked like last night this happened. And so today is going to be this. And I said to her, I wonder how, while the show is being filmed, this guy, Chris being the, the announcer MC host kind of, how is he kept in the loop enough? Cause it's not like he's watching the episode after it's produced and he gets like the shortened version of it. I was wondering how he's able to keep up with the stories in order to talk about it on each episode. And that kind of makes me think of you long story (laughs) short, you're kind of there at the event watching it go down and you have to, you actually do have to pay attention and focus and be able to talk about what just went down with us right after it happens. Um, yeah, I'm still wad drunk. That was a weird analogy. No, you are, you are CrossFit's bachelor host. Boom. It's the coolest thing anyone's ever said to me. (laughs) I love it. Christina Harrison. My alter ego, all of a sudden. Can we name that, please? I think so. I think we <laughs> <Thanks>. can. <Yes. laughs> no, you're totally right. You know right. a guy. It's a, yeah, I know. I know a guy. But you're right. It's um, it's a delicate balance between, like, you got to follow, like, the whole storyline of, like, everything that's happening, but then also get, like, really granular. It's Honestly, it's become much easier over the years because now I actually yeah. know you guys. Like, when Familiar it was, with everybody. Yeah, but. and so, like, I can... I have my own patterns that I've developed, not only doing interviews on the field, but also like knowing you and going out for dinner and hanging out and like, you know, just finding out what you are like on a different, more personal level, because your personalities, all of you athletes play into it so much. And and John and I have been talking all year about this since we were in Baltimore about how much I am constantly surprised that you, the elite athletes second guess yourselves and you get in your own heads and you wonder if you're good enough. And it's the same bullshit that we think like we like average mediocre, barely can CrossFit people think when we walk into the gym to do like an open wad and there's muscle ups and you've never done one. And you're like, damn it, I'm not even good at this here. Like, and it's insane to us that you guys think the same way because you are, you know, the best of the best. Yeah. And I don't know how much it's, openly discussed either because I think majority of the guys kind of play it cool and like have to maintain a certain persona where like you're a tough guy and I don't know I I don't think that there's too much 
openness and vulnerability in that sense where many of the top level guys talk about how they're super nervous. And that's why I don't even know sometimes, like I know how I feel and I assume that I'm the only one. Like when we're in the warm up area, I'm in my head, like, Oh my God, I've got these butterflies that are turning into dragons in my stomach. And that guy over there looks like he's crushing the handstand pushups. He's probably not even nervous. And then he's probably, I don't know, it's not confirmed, but he's probably thinking the exact same thing mm-hmm. about everybody else. So I don't know, I, maybe as, as we all, like you said, kind of get familiar with each other in the sport as athletes and communicating with the public, we'll see a little bit more vulnerability and people will talk about it. But I know I get nervous as heck. I doubt myself all the time. Um, yeah, everyone does. And, and I think, yeah. like, I think over the years being able to get to know you guys better has allowed me to like, I don't ever want to blow up anybody's spot. You know what I mean? But it's allowed yeah. me to be like, I can lead into questions a little bit more easily. Like, Hey, knowing that you were nervous the last time we talked, like, how did you change it for this time? Or like knowing that you've been working on your mental game, like what is going on in this season that's different from before. So that, yeah. that has been, that's been given me not only like a granular level insight into how people act and feel and whatever, but also sort of that bird's eye view. It's only happened one time that I completely, completely missed an event and still had to do an interview right oh, afterwards. Wow. I don't really know what just happened, but why don't you oh, talk my about God. it? It was the scariest yeah. shit that's ever happened. It was at games this past year. And like, we weren't supposed to do an interview and I was nowhere near, near the field of play. Like I yeah. sighed for a second because it was yeah, the run over. Oh, oh my God. It was awful. Yeah, it was bad. What? I was like, eh, what? how did you feel? I don't know. What just happened? <laughs> just as general as possible. Exactly. <laughs> what sports were you guys both involved in before CrossFit? Or is CrossFit kind of like the first time that you guys have stepped into the professional world of sport? I didn't do squat. I, I was a musician in high school oh, and cool. college and and had no intention of at all of doing sports and when I had kids decided that I, you know, I didn't want to spend the rest of my life chasing two kids around and have them be in better shape than me. And a buddy nice. of mine had, had bought and opened a CrossFit gym here in Cleveland. And, um, and he told me I was doing P90X at the time. I was just Ooh, getting into fitness. Tony Horton. I know it was Love a real P90X. deal. I Dude, thought I, I was do that all hard. the time. That is Dude, really hard. I, I thought I was the pinnacle of fitness. Swear to God. For sure. Like I might have been. I'd done 60 days. Well, I, at some point I'm going to post I, for my 50th birthday, which is in August, I'm going to post the before and after photos of me after P90X and me now. Cause it's like, is there um, a significant difference? In oh my God. It's aesthetic? so di- It's so different. Um, I mean, huh. I was, I was skinny and you know, I'd lost a lot of weight, but I yeah. certainly wasn't fit. I could just do a ton of pushups, you know? Skinny yeah. Fat. Yeah. And skinny fat is yeah, a thing. I was skinny fat. And then, uh, you know, got into CrossFit and it, it changed my life physically, mentally, awesome. emotionally, like, you know, there's so many different things it did. And, you know, I still don't, I still don't play active sports, I guess, but you know, CrossFit kind of is right. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was, um, so I was a dancer my whole life. So I danced with the Boston ballet for 11 years Oh, cool. when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I was like, I danced all through college and ran my, uh, ran my college dance company and taught little kids and forever, forever. Just the last couple of years, I've sort of fallen off the wagon, but I'm determined after quarantine to like hit some dance classes again, because that was, um, that's, I think what I was really put on this earth to do is dance for sure. Was it always ballet or different styles? Oh my gosh. No. When I quit the ballet, when I was, um, like when I hit puberty, basically, because you can't really dance ballet and have tits you just can't um <laughs> we actually just watched center stage <gasps> joanne made me watch it recently and the original uh, yeah i was noticing yes. there are not a whole lot of boobies on ballerinas notice that huh <laughs> yeah i did accidentally um, one of the best movies of all time 100 percent. it was yeah, actually no, no. pretty good i did everything i was actually on a traveling hip-hop team like oh, have you cool. ever seen joanne like america's best well. dance crew hip-hop yeah yeah super yeah. cool yeah so, so like a, when like a team like that i'm sorry to interject just to add to it <laughs> when joanne and i started dating we both went to the university of miami and she was on chaos is what it was called it was um's hip-hop dance team yes. and they would do a showcase every semester and that was like one of my favorite events to attend i cannot dance but i have a 
huge appreciation for it. I love watching people dance well. And so I would always go to the showcases and was so envious of the way those guys could move. And yeah, it's cool. So I'm relatively more familiar with dance than I was before I met Joanne because of as all the dancing that she's done. Her and I need to get together at like a, like an event after party or something. Just yeah, like, that'd be a lot of fun. Break it down. Oh yeah. I am no, I have been known to break it down at the after party. I believe I you. You guys should link up with courage. Chandler. I got it. I got that. <laughs> nice. Chandler um, is I, I played, a party dancer. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and then I, I played college volleyball for a little bit. Wow. You know, when I think, of hip, very cool. when I think of hip hop, I think of you, Nikki, always. I know. It's oh, like white same. Jewish girl from Boston. Yes. Yeah. Classic. Hi. Hey, listen, I I can get I can get real down, okay? I'm sure I believe you can. trust. I do. I believe you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you can. I promise. I swear. Um what else? You just said something that reminded me of something. I don't know. So no anyway. I have a, I have a question for where, you. Where so, do we go from here, John? Well, so uh, one thing that's interesting for me about you, like I, I got a lot of questions about you when I was at Wadapalooza. There are a lot of people that saw you there. And like, I, I guess I'm curious about how you stay so authentic. Like I, what's interesting is like, I don't know you very well, but I know a lot of people that know you and they all rave about how nice and, and kind nice. you are. Yeah, but I appreciate a, a lot of the like casual fans, they see that in you. And it, they almost feel, or at least the comments I get from people, they go, is this real? That's the thing they yeah. keep asking me. Like, can can someone possibly be this nice? Like, that's what they want to know. And from every, by all accounts, you really are. So the, that's the question is like, how do you stay so authentic and like, you know, kind of maintain the intensity and the training and you get people like constantly pulling at you. Like, just it's like an yeah. extreme. It's because he loves to fuck with people. That's yeah. it. Right? There you go. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all I'm a kidding, big I'm show. <laughs> I'm joking. No, I think I think what it is is that I I really want to, and in order for it to be sustainable for me, I have to be enjoying myself, and I enjoy myself when I'm having positive interactions with people, and so when I'm at an event, and there are fans and people want to take photos and hang out and chit chat. Number one, that's that's really cool because that's never happened to me before right? until I became a, a CrossFit athlete or CrossFit Games athlete. So it's still relatively new to me and, and pretty awesome. Number two, I know it's not going to last forever. We were already just talking earlier about how eventually there's an ending to my individual career as a CrossFit athlete. And so I would love to be able to just enjoy it while it lasts, you know? I think in, I don't know, let's play it safe and say 10 years, I might go to a CrossFit event as a spectator and be walking around through the crowd and not one person may recognize me and want to say hi and take a photo. And so while they do still want to, I want to take advantage of it and, and enjoy it. And if just being nice and giving them the time of day is going to make them happy and make them excited for the rest of their day, I think that's really cool that I have the power to do that again right now. because not going to have that power forever. And, um, I, I don't know, I would love to just be able to use whatever influence I have to spread positivity. That's relatively new to me. I mean, I would say in the last like four or five years, I've just become more confident in myself and and what I want to do on this earth. And it's been affirmed and reaffirmed in me. Hey, like, people have told me that they enjoy my positivity and my outlook and my, uh, the joy that I kind of carry. And and so that obviously reinforces it. And I'm like, oh, if people like this, well, I'm going to keep doing it and try to just be it more. And, and it has become natural and easy. And I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, totally. I'm just being me. And if it makes other people happy, then that makes me happy. Well, people will remember in 10 years, you know, the photos that they took with you. I love taking photos with people because I know 10 <laughs> years from now, they're going to be like, who is this old bald is guy? guy? <laughs> like, what? <That's> awesome. <laughs> who, who is this guy I took a photo with? I don't I, think I, you and I have gotten a photo at all yet. Have we ever? No, you know what? You were taking photos at Wadapalooza and uh, you're in front of that little mini bus, actually. Oh, and yeah. there's a big line of people. And like, I'm kind of weird about that because like, I, I yeah, know so many athletes, I like it. I I don't want to like wait in line. Not that I feel like I'm better than anybody else to wait in line. I just like, you I feel special. like I take, 
I feel like I'm taking, I feel like I'm taking somebody else's spot when I know I'll run into you at some point. You know what I mean? It's like, I get it. It's the whole thing's like just kind of weird and awkward. I did get a photo in front of your bus though, with Luke P though. That was fun. I did see that bachelor nation. There you go. We're talking about it. Oh yeah. Luke Luke and I go way back. My daughter hates him as my Oh no, this is, this is, this is a true story. My, my youngest daughter, Megan, uh, come, comes home one day. And she's just ranting and raving about Luke P. And I'm like, who is Luke P? She's like, this. I was going to say you didn't know him yet, did you? Yeah, I had no idea because I don't watch The Bachelor. So she's telling me about how, you know, he's the villain on that season's Bachelor. And she's like, oh, you'd probably like him, Daddy. He's a CrossFitter. So because I was trying to flex and, and show Megan what a big deal I was, I followed him. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, started watching him. Well, then like the next day, she sends me one of his posts. And all, he was doing some CrossFit workout and she sends me a message and says, tell your homie Greg to kick him out of CrossFit because she knew I knew Glassman. So, okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to teach my 16 year old a lesson. So I send him a DM and say, Hey Luke, you want to come on the podcast? And he immediately responds and says, yes, I thought yeah, she was he's going- all about that stuff. Yeah. And he's so, he's such a nice dude. And I thought she was going to lose her mind. And even, even then I took those photos of Miami. I mean, I love the guy and he's a friend, but I took the photos and then sent them to her because I knew she'd be mad at me. Is she and, still not a fan? She oh, she still hates him. I mean, the dude, hasn't those, come around yet. She never will. The people that watch that show, like <laughs> once you've ingrained in someone as a villain, you're always a villain. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, came I feel home. bad for him in that sense because like you said, he is a nice kid. And I think a lot of the stuff on the show got a little bit twisted. And oh, of course, in some people's mind, that's how he's going to be forever. Even if they meet him and they walk away and they're like, huh, he's not so bad. But now nah, on the show, he sucks. So he just sucks. Yeah. Well, those people don't realize that like television productions are productions. <laughs> Look, she, she's right. a 16 year old girl. What do you expect? Like, you know, True. She's, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure if she met him, she'd be flushing blushing and all nervous no like she's, that that's that, how i got when i met she, him she'd still time. hate him <laughs> she'd still hate him i like yeah. that, that entire story was really just john flexing on his daughter it was it, uh, I, I, I do that all the time though all does she the think you're cool yet uh yeah actually they told me that they both I have two daughters and they came home uh, a week or so ago and they're like hey daddy you're the second most <laughs> popular dad in the beachwood school system <laughs> and i'm like nice. based I'm like, on what instagram followers yeah i'm like second how the hell am I second? They're like, yeah, well, who's machine, beating you? Machine Gun Kelly. He has a kid that goes ah, to their school. And I'm like, all right, well, he's actually MGK. famous. Yeah, he's yeah. actually famous. So if I'm second to him, I mean, that's like, all right. You're winning. Yeah. Atta I'm, boy. I'm doing pretty good. Actually famous versus CrossFit famous. There's definitely a difference. Yes, there's yeah. absolutely a difference. Absolutely. What would you say if if there are like the A-list, B-list, C-list celebrities, where it's like, where do the, the top crossfit celebrities rank in that worldwide celebrity realm uh, who's the most famous meteorologist i'm kidding oh, um, no, no. Come on. It, it would depend on who the crossfitter is like because there yeah. are also yeah. levels of crossfitters there's like matt and tia and then you can start layering in now you can put you like right there now that you come on you, know, you can well, I don't honestly, I don't <laughs> yeah. think like famous i'm like air quotes famous i don't think famous crossfitters um rank by how good of an athlete they are because you think about like Matt, Matt might be an exception, but like think about other CrossFitters that just have like huge sponsors, right. or yeah. big partners. They're known outside of the, like the Danica Patrick's, do you know what I mean? Like yep. they're known outside of the CrossFit world for other things too. So are they famous CrossFitters? Well, you like, could yeah. say there's Josh Bridges who does a lot of YouTube stuff now, team Richie that you know they're not you know he's not a competitor but no but they're still within our community i'm talking about like yeah if you step outside of crossfit how many people know i don't know it's it is such a niche thing like my manager and good friend is is the manager to some guys in other professional sports like the nba and the nfl and Mm -hmm. there are some of those guys that are definitely aware of what we do I got to meet, and this is not me flexing. It sounds like I'm name dropping, but I met Tim Tebow recently and he was super into like, man, CrossFit's so crazy. I've seen that. How do you guys train? What do you eat? And so I think in a general sense, a lot of other professional athletes are aware of what we do in the training realm, but I, I, they probably don't like follow the sport enough to know anybody's names. They'll maybe be like, 
who's that guy that's won it a few times? Right, right, oh, right. Oh, yeah. I've heard of Rich Froning. Like, right, exactly. I don't know. I, within yeah. our sport, there's definitely the tiers. But outside of CrossFitters, it's uh, not many people probably know who the top CrossFitters right. are. Right. That's what I think. Which is or they'll fine. be like, that guy, Matt, because they saw him like, like a picture of him in the Nike store or something like right. that. Like, do you know what I mean? Right. Because the, they have these partnerships or did I see something recently about how Sarah Sigmund's daughter is partnering with a car brand Volkswagen. Yeah. It was yes. Volkswagen, right? Yes. Like people are going to yeah. know who she is because that in and of itself has so much more exposure than just our documentaries, our live broadcasts, like my interviews. <laughs> right. It's just going to get to a, a larger population of people. Yeah. Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. The more it grows, the better it is. For well, see, I, I have a few Absolutely. of those. I have a few of those people that follow me that are like really famous, and Nikki keeps bugging me to to beg oh, them to come on. My like, God, who, who Dan, do we Dan, got? Well, Danica follows me, so I and I actually know Danica. I talked to Danica a few times, um, and then now I just got uh, what's the guy's name? Nikki Joe Mangliato. Is that his last name? He he was in the movie Spider Man. He was in Batman v Superman. He's been. He in a was in. Um, uh, Magic Mike, come he's on! He was in Magic Mike, which I've never seen. Oh, I'll throw that out there. Um, uh, I feel like maybe I know. It's who you're Joe Manganiello. About. Yeah, there you go. Is he? Who's he married to? Um, Sophia Vergara. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I know who that he guy is. Follows John, cool. and every day I'm like, "Did you message him? Can we get him on the podcast? Did you <laughs> message him yet? Big dude. He's like he is big. Six something, probably two hundred and something pounds. He's like two CrossFitters. I saw him at, he was at Gaines like way back when, when we were. Oh, was uh, he? That's cool. I think so. Yeah, he definitely was. It was our last year at Madison and I saw him. He was like, had VIP seating at the soccer stadium at one point. I was like, oh, that's so cool. He's here. Yeah, that's kind of funny too. I think every now and then there are random celebrities who happen to just either like like or do CrossFit that'll Mm -hmm. show up at the events. And we have no idea. Like, Oh, who was it? A few years ago, there was word had gotten around that there was some like mega celebrity that was there. Um, dang, I can't remember who it was, but it was like so hush hush because they don't want to make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cool to know, like, hey, maybe this person. I don't know why we care as people, but hey, this this guy knows maybe who I am has seen me perform. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. It was cool, like um we would always have like Seth Rollins has come a whole bunch of times yeah. and like, you know, he's famous in his own world. I mean, those people are fanatics about their celebrities sure. just like we are. So it's all, you're right. It is always cool to see them show up and being like, Oh, like, look, we have, we have interest in crossover areas. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. John, will you please Dan Joe? No, not yet. Do Come it. No, I, I'll do it for you. I'd have a better shot at Danica than him. For sure. But I just want to I see him on a, a Zoom screen. Yeah, I'm sure Is you he, do. He's a dreamboat, huh? He's just Thanks, so man. cool. Like he, he's one of those. <laughs> I'm not a huge like celebrities person, but like him and his wife, Sophia Vergara, like they just seem so like I want to like get a beer with them. You yeah, know? fun to hang out with. Totally. For sure. I'll send him that DM, Nikki. Nikki wants to have a beer with you and your wife and see what he says. I, I would actually. That's a good in. I'm sure. Don't tell him that. He probably, he probably wouldn't enjoy that. He shouldn't do that. Don't tell him. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. Then that, that would be your first and only beer with them. Hmm. I, I will say it was a pretty good name drop to say Tim Tebow, though. I love that dude. That is cool. Yeah, he's a cool guy. He's really nice. We got we met through a little church event up in Georgia. Uh, when was it? On New Year's. He's another one that has driven me, it's driven me crazy over the years where people kind of beat him up for being so nice. I'm like, this guy does nothing but donate time to charity. Like that's what he, that's his life. He just gives time to yeah. sick kids. And, you know, he's for helping sure. kids with cancer and people are beating him up for it. I'm like, what is wrong with the world? Like, this is a great guy. I think it is genuine too. Cause I got to meet him in like, in a private area. Nobody was watching. It wasn't like he had to put on a front in any way and he was just super nice welcoming down to earth like like i said he dove into asking me a bunch of questions about crossfit and um yeah i I guess i think he's he's very religious and very faithful and he's a really good representative for that community but i think that might be what's just like overbearing to people um 
I don't know. My experience with him has been pretty good, and he seems like a good dude. I said for years, he's probably a little tall, but I said for years, I wish he would CrossFit. Like, you know, instead of doing minor league baseball. He trains hard. Yeah, Mm -hmm. dude is fit as hell. He always has been. And, uh, and, you know, like you want, you know, when you watch him in college, like he, he could just do it all. So like in my mind, he's one of those people that could come in and could probably multitask and get really good at it. But yeah, I wonder who else would be able to transition from a professional sport into CrossFit and do well. There is actually a, do you guys watch UFC MMA at all? Oh yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. Um, Jorge Masvidal, the guy from he's, he's from down in Miami. He like right before this whole quarantine situation, he had a couple of really big fights. He had like a flying knee that knocked somebody out in five seconds. And then he fought someone else. And anyway, he kind of like rocketed to uh, MMA celebrity and, he trains next door to peak 360. And so we've run into each other a handful of times. And this is kind of like a two for one story. Number one, it was cool that there was a crossover where after the games, I bumped into him and it was right after he had had his big fight. And we were kind of both like leaving the gym, walking to our cars in different directions and gave each other the head nod. And he said, Hey man, good job at the games. And I was like, I didn't even know that he knew that I competed in the CrossFit games or what they were. And so that was cool. And I was like, man, props to you. Great job on that last fight. And so that was a really cool, like mutual recognition thing. And he also said the next time I saw him, he's like, I actually love CrossFit. And when I'm done fighting, I want you to teach me how to do CrossFit. I want to do muscle ups and and all that stuff. Yes, of course. Yeah. There, There could be some athletes out there that, I mean, it's kind of a universal language, right? Like no matter what sport you play, you kind of have to train for your sport and CrossFit is essentially training. So I could see a lot of athletes being interested in it because they do it as well every day. Oh my God. Totally. Especially athletes that like, like live in the pain cave. Like when you think of like fighters and MMA and like the people who can really push through deep (laughs) levels of physical, but also like mental pain and barriers. I mean, those, those are, those are our people. They totally get it. Yeah, it's good for CrossFit. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) I think hockey players would do well. Yeah, you see that you're going to need people that train really hard. They, they have to, you know, no, all jokes aside, they got to fit the body type. Like, you know, these like heavyweight yeah. MMA guys would never be able to do it. They're all like six, three, six, four, or they too weigh big. 280. Like they're just way too big to do it. You're going to need like, you know, kind of middleweight fighters and they got to be within that, you know, height range of five, six to five, 10, five, 11. Yeah, maybe. they do like, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, yeah, know. to be competitive, but yeah. like just to like, fit fit in well with a community Look, and like be a good local you're, athlete you're never going to get a competitive athlete nikki like a really competitive athlete that is going to go yeah i want to do this full time but i don't want to go compete like they're they all want to if they're going to compete they want to compete like <laughs> they do like you know you, just, yeah. you can't you can't yeah. break that fire and somebody that does it like i you know i oh my god you can't give pat vellner a puzzle to do we found out yeah, we were with Vellner two nights nice, ago. Competitive with puzzles. He's yes. crushing puzzles right now. Crushing them. <laughs> nice. I hope he keeps that up. I mean, if he, if he's only doing puzzles, next time we go head to head, I'm feeling pretty good about that. Keep puzzling it up. <laughs> Until Dave whips out puzzles in Aroma, then Uh-oh. you're screwed. Then you're totally Shoot. screwed. You run up the Dave, hill. Get out of puzzle. You do the puzzle. You run back down the hill. I think that's that the one. Actually, no kidding. Jacob Hepner and I went live <laughs> recently and he was reminiscing on a garage games event years ago Oh my where they God. had something. The it was like, games? it was literally like hill sprint, uh, three trivia questions and then sprint back down or something like that. And that was <laughs> one of the events. So Dude, my, um, the owner of my gym puts on an event every year called the backyard games. And it's like oh, half cool. CrossFit, half lawn games. And it's That's always fun. like, we always incorporate drinking games, but Wait, there's are you still no at ocean state. No, I'm at uh, CrossFit Windrose still in Rhode Island here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. But, um, so our, our owner Dave has been doing this every, every year. And it's like, it's always got like flip cup or like, um, beer pong in it or something. I mean, this, yeah. we don't drink, we just fill the cups with water, but so like, it doesn't really matter how good at CrossFit you are because the event could be like. 21, 15, nine, whatever, like pretend it's like Fran, but you yeah. have to hit like a beer pong cup first. Before so if you're super go. fit, but you suck at that. Then Completely. It like evens yeah. the playing field a hundred percent. It is huh. so much fun. 
I don't see that ever happening at the games, but I no, wouldn't be incredibly opposed. Well, I mean, actually, nowadays, there are no rules. So Yeah, that's true. true that. <laughs> well, I'm ready for him to get the gym spec open. Like, I read today yeah. that um, the the people that have, you know, God forbid, that die from this disease... I want, it was a high number. It was like 89% of them had underlying health issues, oh, meaning, yeah. like, meaning that 9% of the people that died had no underlying mm. health issues. So I've got to believe that healthier people that go to the gym are far more safe to this than those that aren't, obviously. And so getting yeah. gym, I think getting gyms open is a priority. I mean, I, you know, no. bluntly, like those of you guys that are gym owners are saving lives, like keeping people in shape, keeping them healthy. I think particularly in CrossFit gyms where we have the ability to, to kind of, you know, sanitize easier than like maybe a big Globo gym, you know, yeah. like really Wait, small, class class and, small. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I think it's important yeah. and, you know, but we're just painting it all with a, a wide brush and keeping them all shut. It's just, it's really unfortunate right I now. Know. People are just really scared about this resurgence issue, which I totally understand as yeah, well. It's I understand super it. It's yeah. scary, but like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's right. We yeah, have like join. a crazy, like safe reopen program plan in place oh. where like, we've like already like put tape on the floor so you can have like six people at a time, but they're like six, <laughs> six feet apart. And like every right. station gets a rower of its own. And like we move class time so that we can sanitize in between classes. Like we're yeah. ready, even though it's yeah, not going to yeah. happen for a little while. Whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it will be interesting. Joanne read an article to me. I don't know if you guys heard about this, that there was an island in Japan that kind of lifted all restrictions and opened back up. And then two weeks later had this huge surge of cases and people dying. And so they shut back down and they were like, we made a mistake. We weren't ready to reopen. So And that's what's going to happen here with the, with the first, you know, spots that are like so, yeah. Into, and I'm going to get all sorts as, of hate mail, I'm sure. But like, no, I know. But I mean, like, as eager as everybody is, it's, yeah. it's so hard to tell. Like, I don't know. It's not up to us. So I wore a mask at Whole Foods today. Like I'd never thought in a million years I'd be wearing a mask, but you know, it was like, I'm shopping now when I go to the grocery, I shop for three to four weeks at a time. Yeah. So I have this mm-hmm. gigantic right. cart full of food. Of I spent like 300 bucks. I'm the only guy in this house. I might <laughs> add me and Bean. Nice. And, um, yeah. Anyway, so like I'm walking around and it occurred to me, like I saw a couple not wearing a mask and like, you know how your brain kind of flips. You're like, you kind of get like mad at someone for no good reason. That's what happened yes. to me. Right. Yeah. It was a, it was okay, a month ago. The rules? Yeah, yes. it, was a, it was a month ago. I was walking around in Whole Foods and it was one of the few people not wearing a mask thinking all these people wearing masks are dumbasses. Hmm. And then today, Man. like I've totally flipped that switch because now I'm worried yeah. about it. You know? Absolutely. I can We're totally to relate to that. Now. Yeah. And yeah. I think we're going to be wearing masks for like the next two years, if I can be honest. Oh, like I, I do, I, not lot, all but I time, get it. But I think, I think for a long time coming because of this like weird cultural shift and this phenomenon that we're all going through as humans, right. that like, you're going to see people wearing masks at least at big gatherings for a yeah. while, like at right. concerts or like close quartered movie. They'll make it cool and fashionable, but be wearing Yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm not excited about it. I just, I'm just being realistic. I think it's happening. Do you guys think that gyms are going to be required to have people wear a mask? Cause I cannot imagine doing CrossFit wearing a. No, I think coaches probably like if you're, um, if you're interacting with a whole lot of people throughout the entire day, maybe coaches will be asked to wear them or. Hmm but it's not realistic to ask people to like exert themselves physically and not be able to breathe. Yeah. It almost seems dangerous. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be a thing, but I do think that, um, you know, like keeping stations apart and having extra time to sanitize the equipment and you can open the bay doors, open the bay doors. I think a lot of gyms are going to do outside things when they can. Yeah. Um, Keep it aired out. Yeah, exactly. We shall see. Shan't we? Yes. My, how things have changed one year ago. Exactly. Right now we were in Italy. That is wild. When you posted that today, I was thinking you were just posting it because we were doing the podcast tonight, but incredibly ironically, or maybe it was fate. That was a year ago. Exactly. A year ago today. I watched you eat dessert first, but I will always be impressed. It was good. What was it? It was like something with fruit and 
It was like straight ice cream. It was like ice, ice cream yeah. out of a pineapple. We went to dinner after the oh, Italian pineapple. showdown. Yes. <clears throat> and Noah, who done, you done really well. You come in second? Eh, third. Not third. so well. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> sorry. Just sorry. The other podium spot. If <laughs> you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> we had had, a, after this tough weekend of competition, we went to dinner and we went to like an authentic Italian pizza spot. And Steph and I were so excited. We were like, we're going to split like four pizzas and we're going to yeah. get, then we're going to get a pasta and then we're going to get like all this dessert and it's going to be great. And as soon as the waiter came around, Noah was like, I will start with the pineapple ice cream and <laughs> <laughs> then I'll so have good. three pizzas. <laughs> Yeah, we everybody like, picked yes. out. That was good. That, that was, was good awesome. Stuff. Dude, I, there's nothing I love better than watching games athletes like eat the food that they really love after training. Like it's after my favorite competition. Thing. Yes. Yeah, dude, I, that's no feels... holds barred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird. Even even if I do like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just a competition in general. Automatically, I'm like, I earned whatever I want. We did a an online competition with training think tank like two weeks ago. And it wasn't that high volume. It was three events per day for two days and we finished it. And I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm eating everything under the sun and taking a whole week of rest. And it's such a weird mentality, but it's like this switch gets flipped and you're like, all right, I can finally relax and breathe for a little bit. What's your, what's your go-to reward food? Oh man, ice cream definitely is in there. Um, anything really, burger, fries, pizza. I don't like to get so like gross with it that I feel sick and hungover the next day, but I'll definitely try to indulge enough that I feel like it was worth the sacrifice for how long we did whatever mm-hmm. we did. You basically just described my diet Monday, know, Tuesday, Wednesday. Say, like, here's my Saturday night. <laughs> Pizza, like, burgers, fries, and ice cream. Shoot, yes. we got them all. Sounds like an average. There's uh, my my birthday is on Sunday, and there is a pizza place down here in Miami called Old Greg's Pizza, and they have not opened yet, but somehow, man, marketing masters. They've gone super viral with like sampling seating pizzas to people around Miami and have built so much hype that people are like angry that they can't, they aren't the ones that are getting (laughs) these sample pizzas. I was one of them. I I was DMing them like, I better get one of these or I'm going to file a complaint (laughs) with the city. And uh, I ended up through a friend of a friend being able to get a old greg pizza this sunday i haven't had it yet but it's it's coming for the birthday and i'm very wow. excited that's awesome it's gonna be good well deserved i'll, I'll forward <laughs> you guys the instagram page oh, I, I had pizza when i was in miami and i can't remember the name of the place but this pizza was bigger than my house like yeah swear to god miami's so really big. famous for pizza like we don't uh, there's not a, a really go-to spot down here for me with pizza it was so good, and I I won't forget it because that's that's the go to food for the panchecks. And so Scott was competing, ah. and they were all competing down there. And one nice. of my buddies who kind of travels with Scott on these trips messaged me because I put it in my Instagram. And he's like, "Where'd you get that pizza? Scott wants pizza after the competition." <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it was good. But I I'm I not wonder kidding. where it was. You don't remember? No, I've, it'll come to me. I I'm okay. not kidding though. This pizza was literally like the size of the table. Huge. I've never seen a pizza nice. that big and it was great. Huh. It was so good. I'm going to have to find that out. Yeah. Post event meals for you guys are always like, I, I do love watching you because you guys all eat like fat kids. It's amazing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> only, only on those days. Most of the other times we're pretty disciplined. True. I think, I don't know. Some people joke about eating ice cream all the time. Like Hepner has been posting about Ben and Jerry's Chandler told me yesterday that he's been eating ice cream every night. And I'm like, I don't know if I believe you guys. Like, are you being playful and facetious or are you actually eating ice cream every night and you still have a 12 pack? I don't know. They're trying to get in your head. <laughs> maybe, maybe they want me to start eating ice cream and mm-hmm. just crumble. I, I mean, I do indulge. I have my fair share. Like I would say once or twice a week, I'm munching on some ice cream, but it's not every day. Oh, I think you got to live your life some, but I mean, you guys have a totally a different, um, 
you know, a different training method than the rest of us. I watch the twins walk around all the time eating chicken and rice. Like they're literally just yeah. walking around the gym with a big bowl of rice and chicken on top and, you know, some sort of vegetable. And, and that seems to be their life. But then when they're done competing, they do the exact same thing. They go get a <laughs> monster pizza yep. and just crush it. Absolutely yeah. crush it. Are you talking about the Panchik twins? Yeah. Do you go to their gym? Yep. Yeah. I've been training oh, with them. Cool. Yeah. I've, nice. I've known Scott for years and then, uh, when uh, Spencer and Saxon open their own gym, it's closer to my house. And so I've been training there about a year awesome. and a half now. Yeah. They're great Flipside. coaches. Yeah. It's great I don't gym. know if this is public knowledge. Maybe I'll get in trouble for sharing it, but my manager is also recently become Saxon's manager. So oh, yeah, yeah. Saxon and I have gotten to interact a little bit more and he seems like a really cool kid. He's yeah, well, awesome. I, I ran into your manager at Wadapalooza. He was uh, walking Bijan. around with, yeah, Bijan. He was walking around nice. with, um, with Allison and, um, with, oh, what's that? Scuds, Allison Scuds. Yeah. And so Allison follows me and she and I have a, you know, we message occasionally because we both have cats. And so she literally nice. turns to Bijan and she's like, oh, this is John. He's a cat lady. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's a great intro. It's I'm like, that's how you're going to introduce me as a cat lady. I'm mad, but it's true. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm mad. You ain't but, wrong. Yeah. You yeah. ain't wrong. <laughs> is Mr. Bean your only cat or is it just Bean? No, it's just Bean. Yeah. No, just he's, bean. He's, 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 trust me. We're not gonna, there's a rule about cats for single dudes. Like, it's okay to have <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. If you have two and then you get in a relationship a with, lady. yeah, if you get, if you have two and then you get in a relationship with someone, have a cat, you're absolutely a cat lady. Oh, absolutely. And there's no having that. And then there's a lot of girls out there that already have two cats. So, that, you mm-hmm. know, you might get stuck with three anyway, at some point, like, it's just, it's a real touchy yeah. subject. Like it's fine. Rough fine line. Yeah. He's uh, I mean, he's in my lap right now. Cats are, are far different than dogs. Like I, like I, I've been following your dog as long as I've been following you for whatever. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I, awesome. I follow all the CrossFit dogs, Winston, you know, uh, nice. Annie and I forget the, the did Saxon one. also just get a little golden retriever puppy. He, he did as sweet Aww. as sweet as can be. So cute, huh? Yeah. And dogs are the Is best. A boy or a girl? A uh, girl, little girl. Awesome. And, you know, they give you all this unconditional love or cats, like they'll, they love you, but it's, it's on, it is absolutely on their term. They're like a human yeah. that way. Like, and that's, yeah. that's what I, like, I try to explain to people. It's like, people go, well, I hate cats because, you know, they're not very nice. I'm like, no, <laughs> cats are like people. Like, do you hate people? Like people don't just give you unconditional love. <laughs> They've got that's to know true. you. Cats are like that. Yeah. Like they, they want to be petted, but sometimes they just want you to look at them, right. you know? Yeah. But also sometimes they just want to put their butthole on you. Sometimes that's why I'm not into it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. they just want to put their butthole on the camera Some when I'm on like podcast. Doing that too. Too. It's true. Yeah. I'm, I'm equally not into those people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Good call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dogs over cats. That's just my vote. Yeah. You, you have a couple of dogs, don't you, Nikki? Yeah. I've got two Bernice Mountain dogs. Big. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, I love my those God. dogs. They're the best. Well, they, they probably wouldn't do well in Florida, right? Because of the heat. No. And it's funny, like every winter rolls around in New England and I'm like, why the fuck are we still here? Like, ugh, <laughs> snow, ugh, it's yeah. always cold. Ugh. And, um, you know, I try to convince my husband because our families are here. So we're never leaving New England. Right. But I'm always like, ah, you know, like we could totally like live somewhere where it's like perma nice weather. And his answer to me always constantly is like, well, the, the dogs, dogs couldn't do it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you're right. We're stuck. We're yeah, staying. No big it, deal. No big deal. Yeah, they're the best. They're worth the sacrifice. Yes. A hundred percent. The vet the other day told me that Griff is the biggest seven month old burner that she's ever seen. Nice. Help me. <laughs> Did he get a plaque or she? <laughs> no, he didn't know, but he she oh. keeps saying that his legs were like tree trunks. He weighs ninety pounds, you guys. That's, That's awesome. Savage. Oh, I'm He's almost on Max's level. Max is triple digits. Hundo. Oh, he is. Oh, I'm relocating. It was getting dark outside. Check this out. Joanne set up <clears throat> a tower garden today, and we've got I think it's twenty four different kind of vegetables growing. Oh, how neat. Wow. Yeah, it'll be that. cool. And then there's Max, actually. Speak there's of the devil. Oh, Max, you want to come hang Max? out? Come here, Bubba. He loves his daddy. I love him. Everybody loves Max. I love dogs. Oh, my God. He's a good boy. I mean, you guys are cool, but I love dogs. Yeah, me too. I like dogs more than people, I think. Hey, come here. Come here. 
Get up. Oh, good boy. Oh, my goodness. He's a big golden, Nella, right? Like, he's Yeah, he's, he's, big he's above golden. average. Yeah. He's above average. I would say an average golden is probably about 70 pounds, and he's 100. Yeah. But he's nice. He's, uh... He's like thin and, and muscular, hundred, not a not a chunky yeah, hundred. I know. Okay? So Ollie's like ninety pounds, but I think that he's he's kind of fat right now. I mean, he chunkster. should be like he should be like eighty pounds. <laughs> he's thick. Ooh, yeah, and his little brother is about to be like twice as big as him. Nope. <laughs> that's awesome. Two big old doggies. Yeah, it's Uh-oh. been fun. Well, what else you guys want to talk about? I feel like we've taken up a decent amount of your evening. All good. I, I've enjoyed it. I got nothing much else going on. I think we just ordered some tacos, Taco Wednesday. I think we missed it by a day, but you didn't puke. Counting. That's you a plus. That's up. true. We got... I made it all the way through. Yeah. I feel much better, but I just stood up out of the chair and I was like, okay, everything's very more, much more tight than when I first sat down. Dude, so, that's, that has been me every day. Sketchy. Like, I've been training so much harder solo than I, than yeah. I do at the gym. And so like every Attaboy. day, like I keep standing up and like, I'll get lightheaded or by, I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> what happened to my hammies? Like, you know, yeah. what was that? And then I'll remember what I did the day before, you know, I'm going to have it to like call you every day to check in on you and make sure you haven't like passed out yourself in your home. <laughs> no, I'm okay. Good, good call. It's interesting to hear from a lot well not a lot but uh probably 50 percent of the people that i've spoken to about this whole situation just checking up on them including myself have said they're almost busier now being at home than they were before which i I get it like they're if if you are again taking advantage of the situation is the wrong word but capitalizing is maybe a better word if you're capitalizing on everybody being home and putting out more content and it depends on what you do, but I think there's a lot more to be done and you can use all those extra hours that you have to be productive and do stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I think people struggle. I, I have a post coming up tomorrow about this. Um, Cause I think there's a lot of people struggling with how do they maintain intensity without being under the watchful eye of their coach or without having their friends around them. And I, mm. I keep telling myself like right now, like, when we come out of this and I go back to the gym, I want to be proud of what I walk in with. I don't mm-hmm. want my coaches to look at me and go, did you sit cool. on your ass for eight weeks? Like <laughs> that's how I motivate myself. And, and, yeah. and, and I go into all the workouts thinking I don't have to destroy this workout. Anything that I do is better than the nothing that I want to do. Yeah. And as long as you do too. that and you keep moving, I'll, I'll have workouts. that will be super. I did one yesterday. It was a salt bike and burpees and it was intense as hell. And I hated it. And then I had one today that, you know, it was, you know, it was all body weight and it took about an hour, but it wasn't hard at all. It wasn't intense. It was just long, you know, it's but you like, felt good that you did something and got yeah. moving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got it done, you know? And, yeah. and I, I think if people would just look at it like that and just think, man, if I just do something, it's better than nothing. And they'll find that over time, they'll still start figuring out how to get to that intensity that you need to get to, to, to do what we do as CrossFitters. Yeah. I think for everybody that's in quarantine, having a hard time getting moving, it's the initial spark, like the, uh, the catalyst to get moving. Cause once you do, at least for myself, once I start moving, then it's really easy. I build momentum and I'm like, all right, I'll do another workout and I'll do another workout. Mm -hmm. But before I start, I'm like, I don't want to do any workouts. This is (laughs) really tough. So I, I don't know if you can find whether it's a friend that holds you accountable like hey at 11 every day we're gonna zoom each other or go live or do this workout together something to just start i think is probably the biggest hold up and then once you get going you're good to go yeah well nikki and i are going to do some assault bike wads together on instagram live you guys the bike is here it is in the basement that's good and bad news. I know. That's exactly what I said. Tracy sent me a, a workout <laughs> today. She was like, your first one should be 10 calories on the bike, 10 thrusters, 10 rounds. Ooh. And I was like, no. Of each. That's a lot. Okay. That's t- great. I, I yeah. just threw one in yesterday, like in between two wads. I did a strength wad and then I was going to do the burpees and assault bike for 21.59. That was it. It's a five yeah. minute workout. If, if you're not that even, sounds gross. if you're not even pushing hard, it's only five minutes, you know? And, and, and then I had a second workout after that. 
So I'm like, all right, this, I knew it would be short. I'm like, this will be short. I'll do it. And then I'll give myself three minutes rest and I'll do this last workout. Well, I do the 21, 15, nine. And then it took me like 10 to 15 minutes to recover. I'm like, I don't, under, <laughs> I don't understand yeah. that. How wrecked. 49 calories on an assault bike will just wreck you for 10 to 15 minutes. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really it's, something, something about it. You and the assault bikes have a very special relationship. You post about oh. them quite often. That's because the the Panchecks have trained me to hate that thing. Like, yeah, the very first time they put me on one, first time, I thought I was going to be the shit, man. It was like it was right in my wheelhouse. It was uh, three rounds. I want to say it was uh, twenty calories on the assault bike, and then you'd go in and you'd do uh, ten power cleans, and they were light power cleans. So I get on the thing. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna. I got sh- this. I'm mm-hmm. gonna kill the bike, and I'm gonna go over and get to these cleans and show these guys how fit I am. My first day at mentality. So I, I, so I destroy the first 20 calories. I mean, I, I think I rattled them off in like, I don't know, 30 seconds, maybe like just through them, walk over all confident to the bar. And I literally missed the first power. (laughs) (laughs) What's happening to my body? I don't understand. And Scott was literally, I watched him look at me and start laughing because he saw it coming, you know? And I'm like, I couldn't believe I missed the first lift. It was such a lightweight, you know? And that's when that's I learned awesome. like that bike is, is Satan. That's where it all began. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So terrible. All downhill from there. Yep. Yeah. I had my fair share of it this evening. So oh. hopefully I get a break from it tomorrow. All right. Well, we'll let you go eat tacos. We, we appreciate you being on. It's been a lot of fun. And thank uh, you guys. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it as well. Yeah. Happy birthday. Coming yes. up. Hey, thank you so much. I'm getting old. 29. Wow. Uh, Dude, the shoes I'm wearing are 29. So, okay. <laughs> wow. I feel cool. really old now. All right. Well, thank you, Noah, for making me feel old. My I appreciate pleasure. it. And uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Nikki. Great to see you again, as always. Likewise. I'm sure I'll Probably talk see to each you. other tomorrow, right? <laughs> probably. Probably. I don't even know what's on the calendar anymore. So, anyway, all right. We all right, appreciate guys, it. I'll, I'll bring Max back on real quick to say goodbye. Max, yes. say goodbye to everybody at home. Bye, Max. Bye. Oh, Bye. Look, look at that face. I Everybody. love him so ah. much. He is the best. Bye, guys. Have a great night. See you all later. Right. Thanks, Noah. And for everyone Thanks listening, again. we appreciate you guys being on, and we will talk to you all soon.